All right. Welcome back, Primetime fans. We are on episode 33. I am your host, Troy. I'm with my co-host, Ramon. Ramon, say hello. Here. And we have a special guest today for the NFL portion of this podcast. Linwood, say hello. Hello. All right. To kick this one off, we're going to talk about our top 15 players in NBA history. Ramon, you can start us off. All right. Where's my list? Let's see. I'm going to go from 15 to number one, my number one. I have number 15, Dwayne Wade. 14, Kevin Garnett. 13, Chris Paul. After Chris Paul, I mean, before Chris Paul, I have 11, Allen Iverson. 10th, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. 9th, Tim Duncan. 8th, Larry Bird. 7th, Magic Johnson. 6th, Kevin Durant. 5th, Hakeem Olajuwon. 5th, Wilt Chamberlain. 4th, Shaq. 3rd, LeBron. 2nd, Kobe Bean Bryant. And number 1, Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Alright, that's a pretty good list. My list actually looks a lot similar to yours, so let's kick it off. At number 15, we got Kevin Garnett. At number 14, we got Carl Malone. At number 13, we got Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. At number 12, we got Steph Curry. At number 10, we got Tim Duncan, Mr. Fundamental. Number 9, we got Akeem Halajuwon. Number 8, we got Larry Bird. Number 7, we got Will Chamberlain. Number 6, we got Irvin Magic Johnson. Oh, wait. No, I think I'm skipped one. He's seven. Yeah, six is Allen Iverson. A little bit biased on that one. He's more like number 10, 11, but I gave him a few extra slots because that's my favorite player of all time. Number five, here's where we really get down to the nitty-gritty. Kevin Durant. Number four, we got the guy who should finish as number two when it's all said and done. That's LeBron James. Number four, or number three, we got Shaq. Number two, I also have Mr. Kobe Bryant. And number one, Michael Jordan. Of course, got to go with Michael Jordan, number one. Six championships and six opportunities. Average 30 points a game for his career. Elite defender. The only thing he couldn't do was shoot the long-range shot, but he still he hit it later in his career. But, I mean, he just dominated the floor. <clears throat> there was not a single game during his stint with the Bulls that he wasn't the best player on the court. So, I'm going to give it to him. All right, Ramon, what do you think of my list? See your list again. Overall, pretty solid list. I like the Carbalone in there. You know, the team Elijah one, I believe, is too low. I feel like Fair. he was other than other than Shaq. It's like he would, he would probably be next up, in my opinion. The man can literally do anything on the court and play defense. 
Iverson, another great player. Curry is the only one that I would probably not have on the list. I would probably name other players like uh, Isaiah Thomas and, you know, maybe a, like a few other players. Maybe a Ray Allen, even though he's broken pretty much, you know, we're going to obliterate Ray Allen's record. Yeah. I threw Curry in there because he was the only unanimous MVP in league history, even though we all know that should have been Shaq, but... Yeah. When you win an award like that and literally every voter votes for you with the, the, the biases and the recency biases and social media ruining everything nowadays, that's, that's pretty impressive. And I would have even though I'm biased because one of my favorite players in the league and of all time, Chris Paul. I would have found a way to have him on that list somehow. I had Chris Paul originally in it, about number 15, but then I forgot Allen Iverson uh, somehow, which is, I don't know, it's a sin, being as he's my favorite yeah. player of all time. So I just moved him up and moved everybody else down. Chris Paul, in my opinion, knows the best true all-around point guard to ever play the game, though, so. Yeah, he, the only thing he's missing is well, obviously a ring and that MVP Steve Nash stole yep. that one year, but uh, yeah. And some size. He could definitely use a couple inches of height. As far as his actual on-court performance goes, there wasn't anything he was bad at. Shoot the mid-range, shoot the three, defend. One of the best yeah, facilitators like, I've ever seen. Yeah, him. I would say him, Steve Nash, uh, Isaiah Thomas. And then probably after that, you probably go like Magic and like Jason Kidd. Could go wrong with either one of them. Yeah, yeah, you you know Gary Payton, Nash, Kidd, all these guys. Yeah, you yeah. could find a spot for them if you really wanted to. And then obviously mention if he if he never got hurt, Penny Hardaway. Yep, Bill Russell's another guy you could throw in there. Played in a weaker era, so it's kind of takes away from what he did. But nonetheless, he still put up insane numbers and. He won 11 by rings. The his, by the end of his career, I don't know if he might not have the rings per se, but Ben Simmons is going to definitely be up there. Ben Simmons definitely has the longevity. Anthony Davis is going to be in the top 15 as well, unless he bottoms out in L.A. Yeah. Cool. Kawhi Leonard's another one we probably should have had in there. Eh. He's close. I'd probably say like top. He's top twenty-five. He's top twenty-five. Yeah, definitely. He's close. I would, you know, him uh, by the end of their career, probably Harden, maybe uh, not top twenty. Then you got your borderline top twenty-five, top thirty. Blake Griffin, depending on if you get a ring or so, and continue to do what he do. Rose, top like forty. overall what you think of my list uh your list was solid only person on your list that in my opinion should be questioned is maybe Dwayne Wade I feel like in the area he played in at the two guard spot you gotta hit the three ball and that is something that he just uh, didn't hit it he didn't shoot 
he took a couple years off his watch McConnell throw his uh, career by the also yeah after he hit about age like eight it pretty much just went right down in a tank for him as far as health goes from age like first first couple years with with Brown on the heat he pretty much played like every other game yeah like the first five six years he was just falling on the ground every play like that to the toe yep I mean, he's not a bad addition in the top 15. I just feel like he could have definitely been a, a guarantee lock as if he could have kept himself a little bit healthier, but it is what it is. Chris oh, yeah. Bosh, another honorable mention, if, you know, he yeah. didn't have blood clots yeah, and shit. Good. Carmelo Anthony, top 15 scorer of all time, but he falls short, yeah. in my opinion. Kevin Love. Kevin Love's top 15. Yeah. Top, top 60. Scotty Pippen, you could have argued him in the top 15 as well. Dirk Nowitzki. Yeah. yeah. Overall, I think we pretty much, I think we had about like 12 or 13 of the exact same people. Maybe even more. Might have, yeah, I think we had 13. You had Chris Paul and, and uh, Wade, and I think I had Carl Malone and Curry. Other than that, I think we had all the same people. All right, moving on. We're going to get into this college football. Uh, of course, we're going to start it off with our Heisman watch. Oh, what you got in the top five? Number five, John Taylor, Wisconsin running back. Number four, Jalen Hurts. Number three, Justin Fields, number two, Tua, and number one, Joe Barrow. All right, solid list. I got one other player on mine that's different from yours, but my my order is slightly different. At number five, I currently got Trevor Lawrence. Not having the greatest season, but Clemson's still number one in the country, so he'll be in the top five until then. Number four, I got Justin Fields, QB out of Ohio State. Uh, He's been playing well above average. He's made pretty good decisions so far, and he's beaten a couple good defenses. Uh, Number three, I got Wisconsin running back, John Taylor. I think he just had a five-touchdown game, almost 200 yards. Dude's been tearing it up. He'll finish with like 1,500, 1,600 yards and like 25 touchdowns. He'll probably get a... He'll probably get an invite to the finale. Number two, I got Joe Burrow. Uh, I think he's like, like if they beat Florida this week, and he throws for say, I don't know, two ninety to three twenty with at least like three touchdowns, and they win. You can probably put him number one, but. Number one, I'm going to stick with Tua Tagovailoa out of Alabama. I just think he's had a great season. Alabama's country. Everybody likes Alabama, except for me. Uh, but yeah, he got the steam behind him right now. So it pre- It's pretty much going to come down to whoever wins that game. The LSU, 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 Alabama could decide the Heisman. Unless for some odd reason, say like 
Burrow throws for like 350, two touchdowns and two picks, and Tua does absolutely nothing, but they run the ball down their throat and they beat us. And I don't know. But, yeah. I think it's a pretty good list. Uh, just a quick prediction. Obviously, the big game this week is Florida heading to Baton Rouge on a Saturday night to take on the LSU Tigers. I want to say that's number seven versus number five in the country. We got a top seven matchup. Game day is going to be there. Ramon, prediction, and who is the X factor of the game? X factor, Joe Barrow. Okay. Final score, washed. Forty-two twenty-one LSU. Okay, Glenwood, do you have a prediction on this game? Let's go 24-21 LSU. All right. By a field goal, I'll take it. I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to take LSU. I'm going to go 26-18 in a weird battle of touchdown, field goal, touchdown. Maybe we'll see a, a, a safety or a blocked extra point. I, that game just has weird written all over it for me. But I think LSU will scrape by by about a touchdown. <clears throat> All right. Let's hop into some NFL topics. All right, let's start this one off with our power rankings. Ramon, you can go first. What you got in the top five. All right, number one, no surprise here. I'm going to go with the New England Patriots. Okay. The Bill Belichick's number two is where I'm shaking things up. I'm going to go with the undefeated San Francisco 49ers. Okay. Number three, I'm going to go with the previously undefeated Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. Number four, I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills. Okay. And number five, I'm going to go with the New Orleans Saints. All right. Solid top five. Honorable mention is the Panthers with backup quarterback Kyle Allen holding it down until Cameron gets back. Week eight target, hopefully, against the 49ers. It's going to be a big game. All right, Glenwood, what's your top five? You still here? Um, is he? He is. Still here. Uh, do you hear me? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's your top five in the NFL right now? Uh, Patriots at number one. New Orleans Saints at number two. Kansas City Chiefs at number three. 49ers at number four. And Seahawks at number five. Okay. All right. That's a pretty good list as well. I'm going to agree with you on three of those in the three spots. Number one, I got the Patriots. Number two, I got the New Orleans Saints. Number three, I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills. I like their defense still. Number four, I got the Kansas City Chiefs. And number five, I got the Seattle Seahawks. I think they are going to win that division. I think they're the best team in the NFC West. And... Honorable mention, obviously, 49ers. If I had to pick a sixth team, they would be right there because they're still undefeated. But they're going to lose to the Rams this week. So 
Alright. So our last segment for the NFL will be of course fantasy football. We got our starts and our sits. Ramon, who are you starting and who are you sitting? Start David Johnson against the Atlanta I blow a Super Bowl lead Falcons. Okay. And I'm gonna go sit. Daniel Jones against the Patriots on Thursday Night Football. Okay. I got three in each category. I'm going to give you a QB. I'm going to give you a pass catcher, and I'm going to give you a running back. All right. I am starting Tom Brady versus the Giants. I'm starting Cortland Sutton, wide receiver for the Broncos against the Tennessee Titans. I'm also starting David Johnson against the Falcons. I am sitting Gardner Minshew against the Saints. I'm sitting Brandon Cooks against the 49ers. And I am sitting Jordan Howard against the Minnesota Vikings. Anything you want to add to that, Ramon? Just go ahead and throw them out there. Okay, let me see what I'm saying. Rams defense against the 49ers. Should be pretty good. I'm saying I wouldn't start any Giants offensive players against the Patriots. It's going to be a short week. New England's going to beat them like 27 14. You might get some garbage time points, but I wouldn't touch any. The only person I consider starting is maybe like. Uh, Golden Tate, but other than that, I wouldn't start nobody because Golden Tate's still fresh. Bench Shepard, bench uh, uh, Evan Ingram, bench Daniel Jones. You shouldn't own the Giants' defense, so definitely don't start them. Gerald Everett, tight end for the Rams. I think he's about to break out pretty much. Okay, you're starting him this year. Okay, I like that. Yeah, man. I would start him. I don't have him on my team, but I'm currently trying to get him on the team. So hopefully, if I can get him, he will be in the lineup. Homer pick Kyle Allen against Tampa Bay in London. Should be a great start. Speaking of that game, I would sit OJ Howard. Uh, he hasn't produced well to this so far this year. They're going to another country, playing a tough. Division rival game, like I, that's the one thing I don't agree with with London. Don't stop bringing divisional games to London. Like stop. One team needs to play at home. One team needs to play on the road. Don't give one team a home game and then their road game is a neutral site game. That ain't right. Leave you know when you got like the Raiders and the Texans going to Mexico. They always play in Mexico for some reason. Cool with that. Saints Chargers was like one of the first games in London. That's cool, but divisional rival games, you can't have those in London. Just my opinion. Also, two running backs I would start in the same game. Kenyon Drake against the Washington Redskins and Adrian Peterson against the Miami Dolphins. Yes, definitely, definitely start Adrian Peterson. Uh, Assistant coach, I forgot his name's going to come in. 
Yeah, yep, there you go. They need a win really bad. Um, because they're only three. They're zero and five, but they're only three games out of the division. So the season's not completely lost. It's lost, but it ain't like they're not mathematically eliminated. They need a win. Adrian Peterson is going to carry them to victory. I predict eighteen carries, ninety-seven yards, two touchdowns out of Adrian Peterson this week. Yeah, he said he believed the team didn't run the ball enough under Jay Gruden, so that should let you know that he's going to definitely run the ball a lot more. But I am actually going to pick the Dolphins to win their first game. Okay. That, actually. I mean, I can see it. I think that game has 27-24 written all over it. Both teams are going to try to run the football. Whoever runs it more successfully and does not turn the ball over will win. Go 24-21 Dolphins by a field goal. Okay. All right, well, I guess we could do our game of the week in the NFL. Ramon, you could start us off. What you got? Hold on. Let me see. Let me see. Game of the week. I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Eagles at the Minnesota Vikings. And I'm going to say Philadelphia wins 31-28. All right, I'm going to go with... Oh, no, go ahead. And hopefully I return in Deshaun Jackson for my fantasy team. Okay. I'm going to go with... I think, obviously, the 49ers at Rams. 4-0 versus 3-2, I believe. I think the Rams will win 22-17. I think they'll, uh, they'll fight... They're going to play, you know, very, uh, how do you say it? They're going to be very uh, desperate to win the game because they lose the game. That puts them at three losses. They're pretty much three games out of the first place. So they're, they're going to come out. They're going to scratch one out, and I think they'll take it by five points. All right. That's all I've got for NFL. You got anything else to add, Ramon? Nope. Alright, well, free talk. If y'all got any topics you want to discuss, any statements to make, anything interesting in sports, news, or pop culture that we have not covered, y'all can go ahead now. Let's say AEW Dynamite, the debut was very solid overall. Yeah, you can go ahead and cover that real quick if you want. Uh, Jake Hager, a.k.a. Jack Swagger, popping up. I don't know how I feel about that one. I'm guessing he's going to be aligned with Chris Jericho. A couple (laughs) other wrestlers. Not too big on him in that stance. The women's division, they they need help in the women's. I wasn't the women's title match. Overall, it's pretty good. But they're gonna definitely need uh, to up that women's division ASAP. Well, overall, like the tag team division, the singles, you know, the Dean Ambrose, John Moxley, pre pre match. I mean, like 
that pre-match, but like mid-brawl during the main event is it's kind of dope. Overall, it's going to be pretty good. Yeah, I've heard some, some positive stuff about AEW. Also, like the ad for those who didn't see it, King Velasquez made a appearance on SmackDown this past Friday night. I'm not sure if he's done with MMA, but if I had to guess, I'd probably say yes, because at this point, I don't think he can really beat anybody high level. Yeah. Too many I, injuries I think piled he, up. Yeah, I believe he's technically already, you know, technically basically signed, but not signed at the moment, but pretty much is, if that makes sense. Yeah, it'll be interesting, because him and Brock Lesnar will probably have some pretty good chemistry in the ring, because they'll be able to do a lot of things that we don't really see out of wrestling. They'll probably be able to bring some mixed martial arts into it. Trying to give it a touch of reality. Uh, more news that we didn't cover since the last topic or podcast. Uh, was it Sony and Fox or whatever with Spider-Man? Yeah, they were still. Ready. They finally reached a deal. And I think the next film's coming out in 2022, right? I believe so. If not, 2021. Yeah, something like that. They finally agreed to a pay split. I don't think those details were ever released, but for all you Spider-Man fans out there, y'all got hope. It'd be nice if they can continue to produce quality movies, because as we know, the the first reboot of Spider-Man was just horrendous. Uh, Let's see, what else? feel like it would have been hilarious, like way more funnier if instead of Kay Velasquez it was Daniel Cormier that popped up. Like that would have been hilarious. I think Daniel Cormier would be great in the WWE, but I don't know if he would. I think he's in the point of his life where he just wants to kind of stay at home and just chill. Because <laughs> I don't see... I mean, he, he has no interest in fighting anymore unless it's Steve Bay. That'll probably get... That'll happen. They'll, they'll have a trilogy fight. Stipe Jones and Brock. Nobody else. Yep. And I can't see the Jones or the Brock fight happening soon. Yeah. What else? NBA preseason Zion Williamson debut. Think about that. I thought it was uh, very, very nice. Uh, defense looks solid. <clears throat> Lonzo Ball's uh, shot form is is a lot better. He kind of uh, has a little, you know, arch put on the top of his head now instead of like on his left shoulder. So he's no longer shot putting it, if you will. But yeah, you know, we look pretty good on both both sides of the floor. Zion looks like a monster. He's He's very fast. He's very athletic. He gets up and down the floor with ease. Lonzo gets us in transition quickly. Finds the right guy. He made a couple of nice dump-offs to get us some easy baskets. My one concern, though, is with the jump shooting. We picked up Nicolo Melli from Italy. And from what I can see so far is he definitely is not locked in yet because he was missing a lot. Uh, J.J. Redick missed a couple threes in transition as well, but I, I, I'm not worried about J.J. Redick. We 
if we know what he can do. But overall, I thought we had a positive outlook, you know, in the first preseason matchup. I feel like we, we were pretty uh, efficient. <laughs> we got the job done. Yeah. James Harden with that one-legged three looks dumb, in my opinion, but... Oh, is that the new movie added to his arsenal? Yeah. Interesting. The one-legged three. He's, I think he's attempted it like three or four times. He's missed all the time. And it looks like he's going to get injured like every time he does it. He lands awkward every time. Yeah. I think what it is is the NBA is getting stricter with the uh, traveling calls this year. And I don't think they're going to let him do his little four-step move anymore. So I guess it makes sense. Oh, uh, yeah. Also... Some NBA players grew and got taller from the new measurement NBA measurement requirements now. They have to tell their actual height, even though it still seems off because Zion Williamson went from six seven to six six. Noted these measurements are without shoes, so I guess if somebody goes down an inch, yeah, without. it just means they didn't have shoes on, which makes sense. So basically, Zion Kimball is Walker. six seven, so. Kimbo went from six one to six foot. Taco Fall is not seven seven. He's seven five. Boban seven four and not seven three. I think Durant six ten instead of six nine. The uh, White Howard is six nine and not six eleven. That's not that surprising, though. That's Draymond like a, Green, that's I like think, he's 6'4", six, 6'5", six, instead of 6'7". Mm. Yeah. Derrick Rose is only 6'1". J.J. Barea is 5'10", which I think he looked shorter than 5'10", so I don't... He was listed at, like, 6 feet, though, so... But everybody yeah. knew he wasn't 6 feet. I mean, he's smaller than Chris Paul. I think Marvin Bagley went from 6'11", or no, 6'10", I think, to 6'8", but then he came out and was like, I haven't even got measured yet. What are y'all talking about? Yeah. So he's probably like 6'10", like 6'9". couple guys I'm looking forward to see, I don't know if they've come out yet, but Kevin Love, he's been listed at 6'10", but it's rumored that he could be as short as like 6'7", 6'8". So I'm interested to see how tall he really is. Um, yeah. Oh, LeBron, LeBron's only 6'7". So that's interesting. I think DeAndre will probably be like 6'10". I don't think he's 6'11". Or like probably 6'. I think he's six, probably 6'10". Six DeAndre, Blake Griffin, probably like 6'9". Ben Simmons, that'd be an interesting one to see. If ben Simmons is six nine and a half. Yeah, he came out. Okay, six nine and a half, so he's right there. I think Embiid was six eleven and and one quarter. Also, shout out to Ben Simmons in his first three point shot. Yep, that was uh that was pretty good. It was a pretty smooth form. He didn't really have a hitch in it, or he didn't like turn his hand, didn't roll his wrist. It was pretty. Up, down, flick of the wrist. Yeah, he's been. Uh, I've been seeing the open runs. He's been. He's been hitting that shit. 
which is scary for the rest of the NBA if he takes that shit. If he attempts them, but I'm pretty sure he will this year. I like that video. It was him and somebody else. They were doing like, I think it was for like money. It's a video on YouTube where they were shooting half court shots and Ben Simmons was hitting them bitches. Interesting. I'll, I'll find the link and post it in the group chat. That shit was fire. I'm curious to see how tall Drew Holiday is as well. Because he was guarding Kevin Durant in the playoffs two years ago. And if Kevin Durant's pretty much, you could say, 6'11 with shoes, I'm curious to see if Drew Holiday's actually 6'4 with shoes, or is he shorter, or is he taller? I'd guess he'll probably come in at like 6'3 half, which would make him like 6'4, 6'5 with shoes. Yeah. Did you hear about um, a new boxing heavyweight champion on the way that is a former NFL player? Nope, did not. Who is it? Brandon Marshall. The wide receiver. Whoa, whoa. He boxes now? Yes. I'll I'll post the link in the chat also. He did. He's basically, he basically was like, He's going to, you know, a lot of people are not going to believe me, you know, but I'm going to take over the world of boxing, that heavyweight. And then he basically called out Anthony Joshua, Deontay Wilder, and Tyson Fury in the video. And I was like, yeah. What about my guy, Andy Ruiz, son? I think he probably called, he might have called him out too. Okay. But like, either way, I'm like, come on, bro. Like, I think... Like, I think he would have a better shot, even though he's 35 or whatever. But, you know, I think he would have had a better shot if he would have went into MMA instead of boxing. But that's just my guess on that. Yeah, I'm just going to go out and say if he actually does get a pro fight, he'll probably get washed. But I mean, I would, I'm not going to say that because. They are, you know, you could easily line up a uh, tomato can for them. Yeah, right. For like the first like four or five fights. And then give them somebody with an actual record or whatever and then he's getting start. Then versus Jake Cutler set it up. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I guess we'll just see. We'll see. Oh right. uh, yeah, what about your uh what about our boy Israel? Oh yeah, we gotta mention Israel Adesanya. Yeah. I predicted it on the money. He knocked out uh Robert Whitaker, hit him with a well first off, he hit him with a super, super clean, I think I believe it was a left hook at the end of the first round, right as the bell rung, but I mean he planted him. He was laid out on his back. But uh second round they came out. Uh, Whitaker was kind of timid. He looked kind of like, I don't know, like gun shy. And then he kind of got a little bit wild. He got hit with another fucking, like a clean counter. And Israel Adesanya just put him out. Second round, TKO to capture the world championship. And I believe his first title defense will come in either January or February versus Paulo Costa. So we'll see. What do you think? Who do you think he uh, gets next? Who? 
Israel. Oh, he's going to get Costa next. Jones. He'll get Costa, Costa next. He'll beat Costa, and then he'll fight John Jones for the light heavyweight championship. Yeah, because him and John Jones has been going back and forth. I want to see that fight so bad. I think that could be a dark horse. Uh, I think it prob- that might that could probably be a dark horse for that uh, Super Bowl card. Jones versus him. He might skip uh, Costa for the money. Hey, if they if that's what they want to set up, let's get it going. If they give him enough time to put a little bit of muscle on and get to two hundred five or even maybe two hundred, I think yeah, he, he can easily. Yeah, I think he, he has a chance. I think it'd be for the light heavyweight title. I just don't know if he would get all the way to two hundred five because they said he barely cuts weight now. I think he walks around at like one ninety. So if he could just put like ten or fifteen pounds on. That'll be good to go. Yep. Are y'all got anything else to ask? No, I think that's about it. We covered pretty much everything. All right. Per usual, y'all could follow us at Prime TT Podcast on Twitter. You could follow Ramon at It's Ramon Burgundy. I'm across pretty much all oh, my bad. It's Razor Ramon. Instagram, Twitter. Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, RDH32. Okay. You can follow me. Just change my ad on Twitter to match everything else. 504 Boy Troy. That's Twitter, Twitch, YouTube. Uh yep. Lumwood, if you want to shout yourself out, you can. If you want to shout somebody else out, you can do that as well. Uh, Alright Primetime Podcast Episode 33 We are out Peace Alright peace